Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson, Rob Ensley, and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports Station. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Weldcraft, and Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Harbor Marine, Ray Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Hello, good morning, and welcome to the Outdoor Line, streaming live on MyNorthwest.com. Don't forget about the live video feed on 710sports.com, and of course, the venerable TheOutdoorLine.com, with blogs, podcasts, and so very, very much more. Morning, Joey Pyburn. What's up, guys? Morning, Rob Bensley. Morning. How you doing, buddy? Looking good over there. I... A little frosty outside this morning. 33 degrees right now in, down, right now in downtown Seattle. A balmy 29 when I left my place this yeah. morning. Yep. Chilly. Yeah. Well, I don't know how to say this, so I'm just going to come out and say it. Um, Robbo, you've been my partner for a decade and a half doing this. And this is your last show. And, uh, you know, it's... You know, I, I hear I, a bus out in the in dude, the parking lot backing in right now. Am I going on the bus here for the next two hours? You've been a pain in the ass yeah. for the best. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. You know. So this is this is my last show here on the outdoor line, and uh, we're going to make it a good one. But I want to thank everybody that supported me, and of course us, Nelly. You've been a great partner, and uh, we've had a good run. You, you know, you got your family is is your your wonderful girls and wife have been have been putting up with our stuff for long enough, and now. You know, you're coaching their basketball team, and you got you know with your other business and being helping up north out, helping just, out for sure, and trying to be there as much as I yeah, can. Yeah, and, uh, and so I mean, we yeah. could, we completely understand, and and it's it, it's going to suck, but you know, I it's been it's been, dude. How many people can start a business like you and me and and Tobek did way back in the day, and at the end of it, we're closer friends now than than we were when we started it's, oh for sure definitely family yeah without a doubt and i've talked to tobeck a lot this week about all this stuff and uh shared some memories from the beginning oh, and yeah. you and i were yucking it up this week about oh, yeah. some of the well, funny stuff that's happened over the last almost 14 years now here on crazy originally 710 espn seattle of course of course now 710 seattle sports and uh, just an incredible opportunity um uh, and, and one that i'll just forever be thankful for to, to get the chance to do this uh, never in my wildest dreams did I ever think I'd be able to sit in this studio and talk fishing and hunting. Are you kidding me? Yeah, so, For yeah. 14 years with my, you know, one of my brothers here, Tom Nelson, and of course you, Joe Pyburn, and and all the people that have come and gone along the years. And 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 I got to thank too the people that have covered me because uh, I'm only here about half the time. You know, John Martinez and guys, yeah. Julie Sear helped yeah. out a little bit, yeah. and, and of course Joe, you stepped in a while ago, and you just became instant family with all of us. And, no doubt. So 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 the long and short of it is. We're uh, Joey and I are, are gonna are, are gonna carry on and uh, and you know you're still you're still gonna be part of the show you know we'll have you on for for this and that. And I'll the come other in and, and pick at you occasionally yeah, and of course go. I, I've got the text toy number yeah, too so you guys will be getting plenty yeah, of texts for me. That, Pretty, yeah, the, yeah. the text numbers are gonna go up dramatically here yeah. in the coming months. <laughs> so what, we're gonna be sharing some stories uh, that are hopefully embarrassing to to Robbo and. Uh, you know, and 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 a couple other things, but I I just uh, we we there are there are a few things going on in the outdoor world, and and we we got a couple guests, so we'll, we'll we do get... we got Brandon Weedham coming on here from BNR Tackle. You know, if you're if you're going to steelhead fish, and in fact, a lot of the salmon fishing too in the rivers nowadays, the guys are catching salmon on beads. These soft beads have kind of taken over, 
And uh, he's he owns and operates B and R Tackle. They make these killer little beads that that are that are the steelhead just gobble them up. And especially with the flows right now, we've got extremely low flows mm-hmm. here. Cold water, the bead thing is the way to go. So Brandon's going to jump on at six twenty five and talk about their beads and and how to fish them, how to target steelhead here in the Northwest with his tackle. Then John Wallace, a former hunter ed uh, uh, instructor here in the state, master hunter from southeast Washington, just put in his resignation and wrote a, a really incredible letter to Governor Inslee, uh, that just tearing him to pieces, really, and what he thought of the new commission members and, and, the, and the direction WDFW and our commission's going. He's going to come on at 7 o'clock and talk about that. This guy is a class act, and he pointed out that hunting is to no small degree funds a lot of what goes on in wdfw the letter was excellently written and and it was there's not a there's not a grain of falsehood in any part of it we're gonna have we're gonna have mr wallace on i'm really looking forward to this this guy's a class act he he was a he's a legendary mentor and instructor to not only hunter ed guys but also advance hunter ed stuff and and to lose a guy like that an absolute legend over policies that are not even closely based to science. He's going to be on at 7 o'clock. I'm looking forward to that interview. Yeah, and then 725, Bill Monroe Jr. coming on from the Portland area. We've got one hell of a Springer forecast coming Damn up here. Man. Over 300,000 Spring Chinook forecasts to come back to the lower Columbia River. Uh, a pile of them going up to the Willamette. The Cowlitz River's looking good. Drano's looking good. Uh, we've got we got a lot to look forward to here this spring, and Bill's going to come on and talk about that great forecast down there and what we might expect. So, so many amazing things came out of that meeting on the 12th. And one of them was Noah puts out a, a stop, what they call a stoplight chart every year. And the stoplight chart shows a variety of ocean conditions in shades of red, which is bad, yellow and green, which is great, right? And, and so the fish that went out in the ocean in, two, in, in 2021 experienced the second most productive ocean in 25 years, okay? The ocean conditions not only are great, but they're exceptional, right? It wasn't quite as good this year, 2022, but a lot of that was due to a later spring and and a, and a, and a weird situation with the, with the upwelling because of that. But I tell you what, to see this forecast and some of these numbers, you know, on the Kalama, you're talking about a forecast that, that was twice what it was the year before. On the Callets, it's 9,000 springers coming back, twice what it was the year before. You know the Willamette is 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 one point five as it was before. Yeah, we got the, solid the we got solid runs coming too. in. We'll have, so, we'll have Bill pour through all the numbers of seven twenty five. But yeah. the bottom line is, uh, we got a great spring ahead here on the Columbia River. No doubt, so, dude. Lots to look forward to there. You know, I remember Nelly the first day that we walked in here with Tobek, <laughs> and we had a meeting with Rod Arquette, big national ESPN guy, and. We're just a bunch of knuckleheads, oh, you know. And so we present ourselves. We bring in a nice treatment, a, a, a nice graphically designed big pamphlet thing. We have bound to media treatment. Oh yeah, what we're going to do. So we get yeah. done, and and uh, and we're talking business with Tobac <laughs> and stuff. And Nelly's like, I, you know what? How are we going to how are we going to do this? And Nelly says, Well, I tell you what. Why don't we just split it fifty fifty fifty? That'll work. And Tobac looked at me like, How long have what? you done this guy? Yeah, freaking <laughs> What a retard. bunch of knuckleheads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that was almost 14 years ago. Yeah, in 2009. Dude. Yeah, 2009. Yeah, yeah. we came across the street and did that. And, yeah, and and you were you were hesitant to jump on board because you know mm-hmm. you you had your charter operation 
And it's like, well, you go, well, maybe we should just wait and do it in the fall. I go, no, there's no waiting. Well, dude. I connected you and Tobek, and I said, yeah. no, you guys do it. I don't want any part of this. Actually, you know? and he, I went home, and Nicole said, you get your rear end into that <laughs> meeting, <laughs> and you you jump in there with those guys, and and we had a we had a great yeah. time, man. Oh, no doubt. Actually, great actually Tobek. Tobek actually uh, came and co-hosted with me one time at KJR way back in the day. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. And yeah. and uh, and we ended up spending the day together. Brought the brought his boys down to the fireboats and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Matthew was there and. And and so yeah, and Tobek was a big big part of this. And, and, yeah. and But I'll never forget going to that meeting with Rod Arquette. Like you say, at the time he was he was ESPN national radio programming manager, and 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 to be able to walk into that meeting shoulder to shoulder with with Rob Tobek, freaking all major dude, all around good guy, Seahawk Pro Bowler, just retired, and and Rob Ensley, one of the foremost guides on on the coast, and walk in with you guys shoulder to shoulder and sit down in that meeting. You know, we're feeling pretty good about that, and 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 so, but still, it was it was hard to get the gig because well, I mean, I it took us we didn't hear anything for, for like two months, two months. And so then it's like it's I think it's Thursday, yeah. And Rod calls up. I think he called you, Nelly. Said, "Well, you guys start Saturday." And we're like, "What? Oh, what? Are you kidding Thanks, me?" So we come in, and I had done a bunch of radio with you, of course, over on the other station, oh, yeah. and, and I I'd worked with Joel Shangle up in Vancouver quite a bit. I've been on the radio sure. a bunch. Oh, I've yeah. done some TV. It was all easy. This is easy. So we come in, we turn the mics on. And right on the side of the mic, it said ESPN in big letters. I didn't say a word for like 45 minutes. And finally, Owen Murphy comes in and grabs me and pulls me out of the studio. He's like, what are you doing? Get in the game. Get, get in the game, Get Rob. your head in the so, game. Dang it. And, and you know what he said? He said, listen, I don't care what you say. Just don't get me in trouble. <laughs> like, I don't care. Just yeah. get in there and say whatever you want. And so then it was on. Owen you know? Murphy was the original program, program director here. And our first show he directed us. He was in the studio. Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah. and he was like in our faces, like, "Dude, I I know how to do this. It's going to be fine, <laughs> right?" You know. So, but he was uh, great, though. Yeah, a lot of was. great people oh, here at the station. Man. Just, yeah. a, a, just a pure joy to work with everybody in here, and just a dynamic, creative environment. Yeah. Well, just you know? and, and just to have the faith, you know, put in us by by people like like dave pride the the former station manager and whatnot and the, and, and the current people too i mean yeah you know but uh but like we said i mean joey and i are gonna are, are you know gonna keep the keep the ball rolling joe piber the newest speaker at the uh well, at the Seattle well, Bug we, show we do here. it all summer long when robo has gone and you guys just gonna have, and, and yeah. rob's still gonna be here so yeah. you know we, we bounce stuff off of him anytime we want to and and obviously i'll drag you guys down yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's bounce out to a break, though, yeah, and we'll sure. cover some more stories here. And shoot us a text to, uh, what is it, 206-979-3776, 206-421-3776. Either, Last time I ever give out that number. you doing, <laughs> doing work over there. It, Got the numbers wrong on the last show. I, know, I, know. <laughs> I finally See, looked at the screen with, here. With Robbo leaving, uh, we're, we're going to need some more help from well, Matthew. The, the, no question the, about the it. The text so. toys change yeah. so much. Oh, that, it is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 206-421-3776. Shoot us a text. I will do it. I will definitely. I'll shoot you a text right now. Definitely. Yeah. All right, right. Give us 90 seconds. We're right back here on the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, the Seattle Sports app. From the shining shores of Puget Sound to your radio, this is the Outdoor Line on Seattle Sports Station. Little uh, Christmas vacation going on there. Matt Nelson spinning the uh, the holiday tunes. Rob Ensley to my left, Joe Pye to my right. I'm Tom Nelson. Thanks for tuning in this morning. And uh, I just got to harken back to some of the, some of the old days. And and uh, of course, when we started this thing. <laughs> Rob Tobeck was our was, was the third uh, third member of the booth, right? And, and so. Tobek loved to talk about tuna. He loved to talk about warm water. And okay. tuna. You talk and about bass tuna. and tuna and tuna. But 
Dude, it's like we have seasons here. You got to kind of, you know, we got to, we got to <laughs> talk, talk a little about bit. other Kelbeck stuff. Kelbeck loved duck hunting. Dude, yeah. he hated if it. We mentioned hated... the, the, you know, duck hunting. He would get so Dude, mad. Dude, he actually stomped out of the studio <laughs> during a segment. Well, I'm not coming in until you guys are done talking about duck hunting. I'm going to go, Dude. He threw his headset down Dude. and just took off. God. <laughs> we, right in the middle of the segment. Should, you know, is this a Pullman thing? What's it? Is it a Coug? What, a Florida thing? It's a Coug thing. Dude, oh, I just, so unbelievable. And so uh, I we I got him back though because uh he shows up in studio one day and, and he's just pissed. And it's summertime. I go, dude, what what's the matter with you? <laughs> Somebody stole my crawdad pots. Somebody <laughs> stole my crawdad pots. I go, I remember this. What are you talking about? Dude, I put my crawdad pots out right from my house and it and he's saying this on air. He goes, I If I ever if I ever catch the guy, and then he goes on and my, on about dude, society on, and these oh, people yeah. that steal things, and I can't believe people steal things. So, well, he they were, he had them set illegally, and they didn't, they weren't. No, let they me, weren't. Let me get to that. Okay, I'm 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 so I get. I didn't think anything of it as a rant for the first part of the show, and my phone rings halfway through the week, and it's WDFW, <laughs> and I'm thinking. Uh-oh. And what did so I do? What I run I a do? trap line. Do yeah. I have any pot, any, any, any crab pots out? Sergeant what did I do? Chandler calling. Kim Chandler yeah. calling. He goes, yeah, is this uh, Tom Nelson? I go, yeah. Uh, how you doing? He goes, do you know how to get a hold of a Robert Lee <laughs> Tobeck? <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay. Oh, <laughs> here, yeah. here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I go, yeah, yeah, no problem. I go, can I ask why you're trying to get a hold of Robert Lee Tobeck? Well, we had to confiscate his crawdad pots <laughs> because they were set illegally without the correct cotton uh, rod mm-hmm. cord uh, mesh. Uh, and, and I'm thinking, dude. So Nelly has him come in studio and bring oh, the crowd. I, I remember the back. story because I was oh. a listener at this time. <laughs> oh, jeez. So Hilarious. He, goes, he goes, do you know how to get a hold of Mr. Tobeck? And I go, well, Sergeant Chandler, what are you doing on Saturday morning? <laughs> he goes, oh, you want me to do this on air? Well, sure. I mean, he knew exactly what he was doing. It's like, here, Mr. Nelson, here's a nice brand new golf ball on a tee and a brand new mm-hmm. Big Bertha driver. Would you like to take a swing at this? Here's a big beach ball on a so, tee. So I let Matthew in on the joke, right? And and so in the, in the before the last hour of the show had Matt go out and here comes Kim Chandler in full bulletproof vest, badge gun, everything, <laughs> packing crow de- uh, Tobex crab pots, right? And, and Tobex just melted. Oh my gosh, he did the he did the absolute double take like, his, his oh, shoulders oh, dropped. <laughs> He's like, oh God. So we I we had him write a ticket on air to Tobex and actually cuff him and I got a picture of Tobex in, in cuffs. Oh so. my Uncle Ray oh. that day yeah. was like, I can't believe they did that to Tobex. He was so bummed and out. society. You yeah. know what? This is the problem with society yeah. nowadays, you know? Yeah. I can remember going fishing with uh, with Ashley Nicole Lewis. We went steelhead fishing out to the Salmon River. We booked a trip with oh, her, and we'd no. go out there, and, and we both had these new zipper front waders, right? Well, it's early in the morning. You know, she said, well, I'll pick you up at like 5 or 5. It's dark, you know. Well, Nellie's like, I can't get my zipper down. I no, I can't get my zipper it. up. Oh. It's stuck it up, down, right? right? So I'm, in, I'm on the ground in front of him with uh-huh. this pair of pliers. And I'm yanking on a zipper, trying, and she pulls in, and here I am standing. He's standing in front of me. I'm on the on the ground sure. in front of him, y- yarding yes. on a zipper, and you could just imagine the her, scene. And her headlights uh, swing, and just, she stops there. She's, she's like, "Do you guys like need a moment?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. Oh my god, it was uh, not a uh, not a flattering. And then we used to, we had this great idea to take listeners fishing and on these trips oh, and stuff. Dude. So the first trip we did, we did a halibut trip right off the coast. It was the most hideous weather you could ever imagine. They closed the bar the day before. They only opened the bar to let us out, and then they closed it down again. We yeah. ran 37 miles. It blew 40 uh. all night. 
Everyone was seasick. So it, it was just, it was we like, were, this was a you, great idea. You know the Islander Hotel yeah. in, in Westport? <laughs> so we were on the top floor, right? So everybody on the bottom floor is running their baseboard heaters, and it gets hot enough to cook a freaking snake, right? And so I didn't think about it, and they had the windows you know, kind of the cracked curtains them. The are curtain, like horizontal dude, in the rooms. They had the curtains yeah. kind of, you know, they were, excuse, the window was open on the downstream side, and I'm just hot as a snake, man. I open up my side, which is the windward side of the room, suck the curtain right out the window on the other <laughs> side, man. Yeah, and we're going to go halibut fishing in this. But we limited the doggone boat, man. It, it, but people got, I mean, it was wrecked. Oh, my gosh, dude. Getting over There's the bar was. There's nothing worse, dude, oh, than being on the ocean it, when it's like that. Oh, and you, oh, man, on you're, the you're, west you're not ready yeah. for no, it, dude. You know? It was a long day. But that was. Yeah. It's also the time that, that Rob Ensley actually pioneered the art of fake halibut fishing, right? Because we're all going do- dropping our gear down to 700 feet, right? It was 790 and, uh, dude, feet 700. deep, dude. And, I'm and like, so, what? So Randy Ratliff was the skipper <laughs> on his boat, and he could see somebody's gear down 20, 25 feet, mm-hmm. right? And he freaking comes. Oh, give me a break. I was gear? at 50. Whose I was gear? way down there. I was Whose at 50. gear is not on the bottom? Who is that? Ansley's eating a sandwich. He kind of sheepishly walks over to his right. I just quietly reached over and opened my bail. I'm like, oh, God, I'm yeah. on the bottom. And he could, he could see my lead screaming oh, yeah. to the bottom there. And I Fake. think I got a dogfish. We got a nice halibut, God. though. I mean, he put us yeah. on the fish. And this boat. is before electric reels. Oh, there was no yes. electric reels, no. trust me. No, and then, was, you yeah. know, we ran these Costa Rica trips. Uh, we brought a bunch of people to Costa Rica. They were a blast, but there was always something going on. We Dude. brought all these t-shirts and boxes, boxes and boxes and boxes of prizes because we were giving stuff away. So we get to customs down in Costa Rica. Uh, yeah, you guys, are, uh, you, you're not getting through. We, we, what's going on here? You know, like, yeah, we're smuggling t-shirts sure. yeah, into the country. Good. Yeah. We, we had to explain to the customs guy so, that people generally smuggle stuff out, out of Costa Rica so, and I not into Costa I've been there Rica. quite a bit, you know, yeah. and I'm like, oh, let me let me deal with these guys. So I walk over and I'm like, I open my mouth, I'm like, hey, hey, dear, take a couple of these $100 bills and get out of my face, right? He's like, oh, yeah. You can see his eyes light up. I'm like, hey, he grabs the money. Yeah, you guys are good. Yeah, cool. <laughs> go ahead. And that's why stuff yeah. gets smuggled out. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, right. We're not saying there's corruption at the border or anything like that. So, all right. If there's been one of the biggest developments in steelheading in the past 10 years beads have to be up there along the top of them the plastics have got better they're they're like steve austin they're bigger they're softer and they're stronger and brad and weenum of bnr tackle is going to join us next tell us all about it right here on the outdoor line seattle sports station 710 and the seattle sports app welcome to the bomac tech line bomac has all the gear for all your techniques and smi shellfish gear is simply the best bomac we catch big fish some absolute disgustingly sweet texts coming in on behalf of Rob Ensley from the uh, from the I pay these people good money <laughs> from the two five three. Congratulations on fourteen years of excellent shows, Rob. I've been listening to you guys since day one. Sad to know you won't be on the show anymore. Appreciate everything you've done. I wish you nothing but the best for you and your family in the future. If we can include some really embarrassing stuff, some blunt chidings, maybe some just outright insults for uh, for Rob's <laughs> last show, I'd really appreciate it. Meanwhile. Uh, jump on to bnrtackle.com, bnrtackle.com. That's the website of our next guest, none other than Brandon Weedham. Brandon, how you Morning, doing? Morning, Brandon. Morning, buddy. Good. How you guys doing? Doing good, man. Wishing we were out steelhead fishing right now, but uh, fortunately we're going to have to live vicariously through you. I'm sure you've been out. What's going on in the river lately, buddy? Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, you see a lot of early season uh, conditions. We're kind of yo-yoing between uh, pretty big water and the water getting a little low and clear, but there definitely is uh, some early fish around here down south. Uh, I got my first winter run on Monday and had another one up 
right up next to me so I can look at it for a little bit and swam off. Um, but it's it's been pretty good for being pretty early. I think uh, the, the, the low cold water is making it a little slow in the morning, but through mid-morning to mid-afternoon, they start warming up quite a bit. So I remember way back when walking through the tackle aisles and seeing a little deal called a gooey bob, and I, you know what, I'm going to grab one of those. And I ended up using it and, and catching fish on it, you know, wrote it off, right? How did mm-hmm. you How did you get your start? What was a, your, your, your thrust in, in coming up with BNR Tackle and being really on the forefront of what's one of the most, in my opinion, one of the most significant steelhead innovations in the past decade? Uh, well, we were pretty lucky. When we, we started the business in, in 2009, we actually had purchased, you know, the base of a business from another company. And um, a woman named uh, Carol, who, who actually ran that business, actually taught us a lot about the manufacturing of plastics. So she she kind of gave us the kind of the lead on how to do it. Um, and then the real thing that benefited us is that bead fishing in general had exploded um, between that time and when we came out with the Zoppies, which I think was, I think, 14 or, or 15. Um and so people were, were really, uh, you know, accustomed to fishing hard beads from what we learned from the Alaska fisheries. And I think there was just like a natural progression. And it was really intuitive to people. You know, you saw people that would, would play with the product or touch the product. And they were like, oh, yeah, we, sh- we should try this. And then and you couple that with some good steelhead runs in that time frame. And it, it just was kind of a lucky thing that kind of kind of played into our hands quite well. And you guys don't just have it's not just soft beads. I mean, uh, a whole line of worms. I'm a big fan. You know, I, I do quite a bit of fishing up on the Skagit when we get a fishery up there. And uh, your worms are killer, dude. Dr. Death, Nightmare, the ghost shrimp, you know, low flow. I, and it's crazy, dude. It's like one of every year, it's one of these worms will be the worm. And, and th- then what happens is pretty soon you can't find them anywhere. They're sold out. They're <laughs> well, it used to always be pink. Yeah, well, and now, now, and now exactly. you guys changed this, man. Now it might be black with a chartreuse tail or purple with a chartreuse. I mean, different colors. The and, lip and, smacker uh, is black with that pink tail. Yeah, dude, killer in low water. Yeah, the the worm colors like we're we're slowly evolving to the bass world. You see all the worm manufacturers now. It used to be like the straight pink, the straight bubblegum worm is all you needed, and now you you look at some of the color options out there, and it's just incredible how much evolution you've seen there. Well, and, and the key to steelhead fishing is it's little tiny differences in your gear, whether it's, you know, back in the day it was you're running a little tiny clown corky and then that quits working and they want something a little bit bigger, just something a little bit different. Uh, talk about, um, you guys have some new beads out. Um, mm-hmm. What is the, what are the little pokey beads you guys have? I just saw came out. The I saw day. those, yeah. Um, yeah, we we just launched those uh, just over a week ago. Um, so those are called the the burr beads. The burr beads. Um, and uh, we had, um, you know, we've been working on a different shape for a while. I think actually one of the impetuses of a different shape is we ran a we ran an April Fool's joke one year where we we said that we were coming out with a square bead. Um, and ever since then, we've been trying to kind of find this this shape that would be we thought that we would be fishy, but also would be kind of uh, you know innovative in what it looked like. And I think we all we all kind of understand you know the round profile of the beads works really well, but we wanted to find something that would still have that round profile, but offer some kind of just a different look in the water. Um, so you know, a lot of times in those days, if there's a lot of bead fishermen out there, you have something that'll stand out. It'll give you know, it'll move down the water a little differently. It'll bounce off the bottom a little differently. It'll all just it'll give you just a little bit of a different look. And especially on pressure days, it can really really helpful. 
Well, and I've talked about this on the show before, too. It used to be you kind of matched your bead to the size of maybe some of the eggs that might be in the river or whatever. And, and it, when we first started doing this, like a 12 millimeter, maybe a 14, a 14 would be a big bead. People mm-hmm. go, oh, yeah, I'm running a 14. That's huge. Well, now, are you cranking out like 20 plus millimeter size beads? I mean, these things look like a golf ball coming down the river and everybody's fishing them and they're catching fish. What, what's the biggest bead you make now? Uh, we we have a prototype of a forty a forty millimeter bead that we don't we don't sell, but we prototype. <laughs> we sell thirty twos regularly. We call it the yeah. Titleist. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I know. It's, it's, that's I think the twenty five is a I think thirty two is a golf ball, and I think the forty is bigger than a golf ball. You're like approaching tennis ball size. <laughs> I guarantee you could catch a fish on it. Though. Oh, for sure. Okay, you, now, now talk about rigging, though. Uh, you know, you don't just run these beads down your line right to the hook. There's a little trick to rigging these things. Can you talk about that a little bit, Brandon? Yeah, one of the, one of the key elements of bead fishing um, is is called pegging the bead, where you have the beads set somewhere between two to two to four fingers away from the hook. Um, and the you know the again the evolution of this is from the Alaska trout fisheries. I think think what we've realized down here is that 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 pegging that allows the bead to fish, I think, in the, in the most effective way matter to the fish. You, you definitely get a lot of bites. Um, you know, I really, I really did a lot of research on this early on, and I asked, you know, I asked a trout guy that was really, really good about this. He's like, oh, yeah, you can, you can put your beads right on the hook and not, not peg them away from the hook. He's like, you're just not going to catch as many fish. And so I think that kind of told me all I needed to know about it. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're pegged two to three foot inches away from the hook, um, and it's, there, there's a there's a little T-stop called a T-stop that comes in the package that kind of rides on the bead and holds it there. Um, and then it just, that's, that's how you rig them. Winter steelhead, particularly when it gets cold like it is now, can be really, really difficult. I mean, you don't get a lot of you don't get a lot of chances during a day and so it's it's so it's a confidence game and and Mm -hmm. and 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 back when i was you know when i was working these fisheries around here i mean i felt absolutely naked if i didn't have sand shrimp and if i didn't have eggs and and it seems like guys these days are going out with just the beads speak to that a little bit because brandon talking to you i i know that you never use bait anymore this is your go-to how do you maintain confidence knowing you, you just have artificials Oh, I, well, I still use bait where I, when I can. Like, I there still you go, Brandon. There you go. You know, I'm a, I'm, yeah, I'm a, yeah. I'm a one of those persons that I want to, you know, I want to try everything, especially, especially if I'm in an area where I'm, I'm really confident there are fish. You know, I'm always trying to learn something new. Um, but I think, you know, I think for me, the, the kind of evolution is, is I started fishing double rigs a lot, where you'd fish a bead in a, in a yarny with bait or a bead and bait together. And just, I would continuously catch more fish on the bead and more, you know, it was, it was like a 75, 25 split. And then eventually I would transition and just fish two beads and then not fish any bait. And I didn't really see the catch rates change at all. And then, and also like, I, I love bait, but in all honesty, compared to bead fishing, bait fishing is kind of inefficient because I have to carry bait. I have to be rebaiting. Um, and, and the, the, really the beauty of the bead, right, is that it pretty much looks perfect in the water every time like in bait bait is, is great but like we all know that your first cast with the bait is the best it's ever going to look and after that it's just going to get worse well and, and more and more we have fisheries where there is no bait allowed yeah, in the river, bingo. So. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. so joey shot me a look when i said no bait dude you brandon you should have seen it was scary dude if we're gonna make, make, my, make my blood run cold man it's just you know unkind no question about it you're also into twitch and jigs though dude i uh and, and and that's that's another field that you know it's a fall you know coho and, and to a lesser extent chinook program what what do you have tell, tell us about some of your other the holy worms the advantage to those your, your twitch and stuff what else what else do you have and what's going to be new coming out for 2023 I think you know the, the 
the, the twitching jigs, you know, they're they're one of the few silicone skirt jigs you see in the market, um, which is is beneficial because it gives you a little bit different action. And one of the, the nicer things is compared to the hair jigs, right? The, the, the silicone skirt jigs they dry out really easily, so storage is really easy. You don't put them in your box and pull them out all matted like a a couple weeks later where they smell funny. Like they they just fish really nice and fish really easily. Um, as far as looking ahead, you know, I think the burr bead was. Um, I think a little more uh, successful out of the gate than we even maybe we thought. And definitely, you know, one of the first, you know, especially with our reputation, one of the first questions you get is when is the bigger one coming out? <laughs> um, so we're, you know, I've been working on the models and that and kind of figuring out how, how big is too big and how, you know, how, it's a different, it's a different game here because it's more of an engineering solution of how you can actually design it and manufacture it rather than, you know, just make whatever size you want and see how it goes. So it, it'll be bigger burpees and, and things along those lines. Well, you and, want, and your site is pretty much a one-stop shopping site. You can get everything you need, hooks, beads, floats, all of it right on the site. Yep. We just, yeah, we just launched a new site. And yeah, that, that was kind of one of the ideas. We want to kind of give more people a more comprehensive approach rather than just being a company that sells one product. We want to really surround, you know, that type of, that type of fishing technique with all the things people would need. He's Brandon Weedham. Go check out bnrtackle.com. Brent, thanks for your time this morning. I really appreciate it. Merry Christmas, my friend. Thank you. Merry Christmas, too. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks, Brandon. Have a great weekend, man. Merry Christmas, buddy. You too. All, right. All right. Coming up, Raymarine Picks of the Week. It's our last show of the year, too. Yeah, coming into Christmas time. Uh, programming note next Saturday is uh, the Seahawks, and the pregame starts, Matt, at 7 next week. Yes. So the pregame starts at 7. We're actually going to be on the air from 5 to 7 that day. So, uh, hmm. you know, that's going to be a little different. So there we go. All right. Right back here with Raymarine Picks of the Week right here in the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Welcome to the Outdoor Line Picks of the Week presented by Raymarine Electronics. Don't just go fishing. Go hunting underwater. Raymarine, simply superior. No matter what's ahead, Raymarine's standing behind you for 80 years. Raymarine's built rugged and reliable marine electronics. Serves your trusted guide beneath the surface, above the clouds, and over the horizon. We beat the snot out of those things on Dude. the boat. Mine lives on the on the fish <laughs> cleaning station on the back and just gets hammered and just keeps working. I, uh, I'm so looking forward to bouncing over next month and, and grabbing the boat. They'd, Little uh, little preseason prep back at the factory for uh, for the uh, for the Duckworth Sea Beast, and uh, we get uh, get our Marine Area Ten um, opener in. Uh, but so our, our you know dog on it. I mean, by the time we get back on the air here after after the new year, I mean we're through three weeks away, so we'll be we'll be running down some techniques for that fishery. Yeah, if you miss Brandon Weedham uh, from BNR Tackle, uh, they're the makers of these cool soft beads that everybody's using now to catch steelhead. He was just on the show. You can catch his podcast at seattlesports.com or over at theoutdoorline.com. Uh, speaking of steelhead, got a few around. I talked to Tom Sakamoto over three hours yesterday, and he's like, yeah, they're just trickling into the Skycomish. There's just no water. We need water. We need a good rain. It looks like this week we're going to get a little bit of snow. It's just too cold, dude. It's we, too cold. We need we like got that no water. Mid forties yeah. rain and a lot of it. They're trickling yeah. in. I mean, don't hesitate to get out there and give it a try. They've got two fish on the board over there, like a five pounder and a six pounder. Definitely, you know, on the steelhead board, steelhead derby board over at Three Rivers Marine. Definitely get out because those are beatable fish. But uh, yeah, we, Be- we need beatable. a good rain. They're, they're beatable. They're beatable. Those they're, are beatable they're on the board. Yeah. Uh, salmon fishing, really. Today's the last day on the hump tulips and the shahalas. Uh, 
it was dubbed a salmon season, an extension. Of course, there's a bunch of coho in the rivers down there, but really, they've been targeting steel down there, and mm-hmm. it's actually been okay. But today's the last day uh, to, to do that deal down there. Duck hunting, been good, but we got this darn avian influenza <laughs> thing going on. Dead birds all over the place, mostly snow geese. Uh, but, boy, especially on the north end, there's a lot of dead snow geese floating around. Definitely be sure to take take care of your dog or don't even bring your dog. Well, and the snow goose hunting's kind of slowed down up, up in the Skagit Valley. You know, we haven't had any weather. There's not a lot of water in the fields. But the bay fronts have been cranking out birds, and the duck hunting's been really good. Yeah, duck hunting's been fantastic. I know Gabe Miller, Gabe Miller and Amy Spoon, everybody was out with uh, Aaron Peterson yeah. on one of the fields up in, in, in uh, North Puget Sound and just smashed the Mallards a few days ago. So uh, cool to see crabbing. Bob Buchanan has to oh. stop sending us crab pictures, And dude. Dave Johnson. I talked to Killing Dave yesterday. Me. He and Oren went out from Kitsap Marina and just crushed giant crab again yesterday. They've been going out like every day and just yeah. hammering all, the crab. All Bob's crab were between 7 and a quarter yeah. and seven five eighths. Those crankers, are crankers. Man. I, love, I, I, I love it when you get the pots up, man. You don't even have to pull a, pull a measuring out. I will be Either. heading uh, straight from here to grab my boat, nice. and Nate Baker and I are going to oh, go out and pull no. some gear. That, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. we've had good reports out of Everett, too, and yeah. then out of Anacortes as well. Uh, I know a little over a week ago, I was talking to Kevin John up at Holiday Sports, and he's like, yeah, they're, they're doing good up in Samish Bay and up in that neck of the woods at Anacortes. So. Be safe out there. I mean, this time of year brings a lot of different challenges, not because, not just because of the, uh, of, of the temperatures, but also because we have had some recent rains that have a lot of drift out in the sound, so just kind of you know keep an eye out there uh don't uh don't be out there after dark this time of year man it's just not, not a lot of driftwood yep no if, in case you didn't hear earlier in the show this is my last show here on the outdoor line and ellie and i've been sharing some funny stories for our 14 years here <laughs> so and one I, of them <laughs> I, I remember a long time ago when tobeck was doing the show with us matt and nelly both wore the same shorts right so nelly goes digging around in the dryer in the morning grabs some shorts throws them on and comes into the show well he didn't notice that were they mediums? Now, if you have ever met <laughs> Nelly, Nelly is nothing short of an offensive lineman. Uh, I mean, he is a mountain of a man. He comes in, and Tobek instantly is like, what are you wearing, B- biking shorts? What do you got, spandex on? What the hell's the matter with you, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oops. Wrong wrong short day. Oh, my I, goodness. Um, so this is a classic from the 360. I've been listening to Rob and you guys for 14 years. Congratulations on six years of good radio. <laughs> That's six yeah. years of being generous. Ding, yeah, yeah. ding, ding, half of that. Thousands of shows, man. There's no question about it. Um, so, and, and, oh, so here we go. Okay, look. For the outdoorsman on your mm-hmm. list, okay? Mm-hmm. Look, you, you, you got T-minus seven days of shopping here, gang. I saw something on Sportco that, did you see those charcuterie carved trays? Dude, that's a cool thing. When it, it, This time of year, if I'm going over to somebody's place, I'm bringing, I'm bringing some salami, I'm bringing some smoked salmon and stuff like that. And just to have something that, that you can, you know, you can... Like show your well, stuff up on it, really, really and not cool. only can you walk through those stores, they've got everything imaginable, but they've embraced the whole e-commerce thing too. Oh yeah, they've got everything online. So if you don't feel like going in the store, we recommend you go in there because we love those people. You know, we love those stores. I'm I'm in Sportco all the time, right. weekly at least. Uh, definitely jump on there on Sportco.com and and you can get it shipped right to your house. But you know, uh, they do a great job, and they and they also support. All of our hunting and fishing efforts yep. here in the state, big time. Definitely. They're behind any any kind of lobby activity, anything that has to do with fishing and hunting here in the state. They are fully supportive. And, you know, sportsmen, we're pretty easy to shop for. We always need hooks. 
We need leader line. We need a new set of waiters. From we need our shotgun pers- shells. From, from our perspective, we there, are. Well, there's a lot but, of stuff. We yeah, constantly are yeah. have, we're losing stuff. Yeah. We're shooting shotgun shells and running out. So that we always need stuff. I went. You know? I went to Thai leaders this week, dude. I was out of three hot gamakatsu. Well, you'll probably of, get some for no, Christmas. No, I got. I, I I already called Joe. I already called Joe Quich. I said, Joe, what a hooks, man. <laughs> you gotta hook me up, man. Come on. But but I tell you what. Every this time of year, what do you got? You got darkness, darkness, darkness. Those headlamps. You get that? What is it? The Lenser headlamp? Is that the? Word? I get an LED Lenser. Okay. I run. I run. And so do you, Joe? I think you run Black Diamond. I run mm-hmm. Petzl headlamps when we're hunting because they run forever. Uh, three AAA batteries in there. And I mean, you can get two weeks out of one of those doggone things, and and they're, and they're, they're just bulletproof. So bright now. Yes, I remember back are. in the day, we had these big clunky yeah. headlights, and they barely, you know, mm-hmm. lit anything up. And now you turn those things on, and it's like it's like daylight. Well, and they've got different settings, so you can turn them down, mm-hmm. save and battery. So you're saving your batteries. And you yep. turn when them you're up. in your tent, once yeah. you turn once it you're down. off the trail, you're in mm-hmm. your tent at night. You crank that thing down, save your battery. That's something you can absolutely use twelve months out of the year. Yeah. Okay. Um, gloves, a good set of gloves that have a little bit of insulation and a little bit waterproof hand warmers, dude. So we're, we're heading over, um, Monday afternoon. We're grabbing, grabbing Dave Lee. I pulled the forecast dude for Cooley city. We're headed. It's going to be so nice over there. We're headed to, we're headed to Rufus (laughs) woods. So I, so I called the gal up and make reservations and she goes, you're coming over here. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to go rainbow. You're, you're, you're You're coming over here to go fishing. Yeah. It reminds me of a tuna trip yeah. I took with Tobek in like the third week of October years ago. And we go to the diner in Westport and uh, everybody's salmon fishing and, and uh, we order our breakfast. And, what are you guys doing? Well, we're, we're tuna fishing. Like, what? You're doing what? We had to, we ran 75 miles oh offshore. Oh, my gosh. It blew up in the afternoon. We had to come all the way. And we, in, we in killed the face, tuna. Yeah. But uh, it was quite the day. Yeah. Anyway. We're, uh, that's what that's what you're going to have when the first night we get there Monday night. I'm I'm pulling out some of uh, some of our October tuna that were freaking huge, and uh, Yoshida's teriyaki. Oh, yeah. I've been there. Slice it up. I, I know the program. Yeah, man. That stuff is so we got to do. So we got to do a uh, little rice to go to go with that. So that's that's all we need. Um, I've been cold smoking this week. Oh yeah, and, thanks for bringing that in too. We had AK yeah. Moosey, uh, my good friend Heather Deville, in from Southeast Alaska, and she ran through the whole. Cold smoke and drill, and Nelly, you, you're a subscriber to that now. Nelly is wrapped All up. in, and uh, I took a little taste of that this morning. That is good. It's, you know, my, my, the way I used to do, well, I'm still going to hot smoke fish, but it's a three-day process. And this cold smoke is also a three-day process. It's just different. All your work's done up front with this stuff because, and, and I'm, I've been taking pictures, and I'm going to write it up as a, as a blog, but... So you you start off with soft fish. If it's frozen, you got a thought, and you need full sides. You need a full fillet. You can't just do chunks, right? And you're going to strip it from the collar back to the back to the tail, and but you're going to leave two strips together so you can hang it, right? And then, whereas previously I was brining my stuff for 24 hours, you brine this stuff for five minutes or less in the same brine. So cool. Then you pull it right out. You don't rinse it because the previous recipe, you rinse it, right? And then you just hang it and get some smoke on it that doesn't have a lot of temperature it's to it. It's only a quarter inches wide, yeah. so it doesn't take much to get that brine in there. Exactly. So. But the trick is get a dehumidifier in whatever box you're you're putting it in. And you can get uh, you can get a dry air that's designed to go in a closet, scent free. That's the way to do it. So that's a passive dehumidifier. Or I just... I found one at, uh, at, you know, what is it, Lowe's Hardware, right? A smaller 
active electric dehumidifier to set in there, and it sucks the moisture right out of there, dude. Which so is key here. It absolutely mm-hmm. is key, especially this time of year. So if you can have just a little bit of temperature in the thing, a little bit of smoke, it takes three days to dry this stuff out. But what happens is all the moisture comes out of that fish, and all the oil stays in it. When people take their fish out of the brine and rinse it off and put it right in the smoker, guess what? All that water comes out and flushes the oil out with it. Well, when we we, we met this morning, the first thing Nelly did is stick a piece of this <laughs> fish in my mouth. And um, right away, you can just, you bite into it, it's oil. You, yeah. you mm-hmm. feel the oil, mm-hmm. you feel the fat in there right away. It's, it's just different. It's got a way different consistency. Well, Heather's got the salmon Uber. She drives around all summer long and delivers, and delivers. smoked salmon. Every yeah. couple of weeks, get your little package, and she swings by. It's just so well, then good. She posted, re- reposted a dried halibut deal. Yeah, yeah. I see. I haven't had that in a long time. Almost a. a We're gonna smoke, have to get you some halibut. seal oil, Nelly. She's bringing. Oh, yeah. some. She's, she's coming so down she, in January. Yeah, We're she's gonna, gonna get her to bring some a, of that. Actually, uh, the, our first show of the year, she's gonna jump in with us. So on 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 January seventh. I want to try so. seal meat. She said it's I do too. Really good. Well, you know, I'm she'll down. bring some down for you. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. All right. There you go. Uh, knives as a, as a gift for sportsmen. Definitely. I mean, you know, Harbor mm-hmm. Marine has a great selection. Of frost knives these days, which are how about the, your Dexter Russells, man? Dexter like, Russells are money yeah. too, dude. Yeah, for sure. You can do a lot worse than get uh, than getting somebody a bunch of Procure Brine and how about a Work Sharp? Yeah, there you go. Like Definitely the easiest all. way to sharpen your knives, yeah. you can blow through all your kitchen knives in five minutes, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, Nicole has to nag me for a couple months to do it, but at the same time, <laughs> they eventually get done. But it's a really <laughs> easy way to sharpen knives and get them just and razor you, sharp. The, look. You have to have sharp knives. You do. I yeah. I watched. I would. I was down on the dock one day. I was on the boat. You weren't there, and some guys pulled in, and they're over there cleaning their fish. And I walked over, and I'm watching this guy saw through this fish. And I could just tell him, like, dude, your knife is dull, like a butter knife. And I just walked back over to the boat, grabbed one of our knives, and the guy's yeah. like. Oh, wow. I'm like, yeah, dude. Well, it's hard to sharpen a knife. On your boat, have one of those little tiny work yeah, sharp yeah. sharpeners and keep uh, keep your boat knife sharp. So do you see that nick on my thumb right there? That was my new, that Aftco knife mm-hmm. that's those got a are gold nasty. blade. Wow. They're basically a razor blade. Wow. They are extremely sharp. They're amazing. Yeah. And that's what, so, but when you're, when you're cutting strips, if you're going to do the cold smoke thing, you have to have a knife that's absolutely immaculately detailed sharp. It's just. Probably the best know. fillet knife on the market actually is one of those, one of those AFCO knives. For sure. You, you, you know, you don't want to run it over any rough surfaces. You don't want to clean bottom fish with them. Uh, but man, for filleting salmon, that thing is just <laughs> money. The following is a resignation letter of John Wallace. Dear Governor Inslee, I have been a master hunter educator for close to 15 years. My reason for doing work was, was to improve my ethics. And I'm going to uh, pop down here. As you, Amy, as you may be aware, wildlife conservation is funded, funded primarily by the Pittman-Robertson taxes we pay on farms, ammunition, hunting equipment, hunting, fishing licenses, and our participation in conservation groups like Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, Ducks Unlimited, etc. I'll jump down. Your appointments of five animal rights activists for a majority of the Wildlife Commission has had an immediate negative effect and will continue to hurt our hunters' massive contributions to wildlife conservation as hunter numbers dwindle out of sheer frustration. The gentleman that wrote this letter and resigned in protest, John Wallace, joining us next here in the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app.